Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete the league quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Rampage tonight. This makes a nice change. Yeah, it feels like a big week for me getting to have a have a go on Rampage this week and like analyzing where Rampage has been over the last few weeks because of course I like try and tune in or keep up even if I'm not on these podcasts. This one feels like a big weekend for Tony Khan, mm-hmm. I would say. Because Tony Mowbray's Red and White Army are going to roll the <laughs> f*** into Craven Cottage and burn that son of a bitch to the ground. <laughs> I wonder where you're going with that one. <laughs> so, do you want to explain forgiven. that for uh, anyone who may be unaware? No, no, I do really, yeah. yeah. Um, Sunderland are playing Fulham oh. in the FA Cup. My beloved Sunderland are playing uh, Tony Khan's beloved Fulham in the FA Cup this weekend, which I thought was uh, a lot of fun when the draw came out. I was like, ah, cool, follow him. Like, uh, Tony versus Tony, Tony Khan's team. That'd be a nice scalp. And then I checked the league. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm a bit of a, like, plastic football. I'm a Sunderland fan, but a bit of a plastic football fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll uh, not pay that much attention. So I'm guilty, I guess, of not paying much attention to the other divisions sometimes, other than the National League and the cinch in Scotland, because I care about real football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Sunderland are in the championship at the moment, previously in League One. So needless to say, my uh, emotions have been quite detached from the Premier League for a long time now. So I just sort of assumed Fulham was still doing the Mitrovic yo-yo gimmick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're probably uh, going to get our asses handed to in the way that this episode will be by SmackDown. <laughs> but, you know, we'll just, we'll see how it turns out. What's more likely? Adam Wilborn. Go on. No biases in this situation. No. What's more likely? Sunderland actually scalping Premier League opposition Fulham away from home or this episode of Rampage being good? I'd say probably this episode of Rampage <laughs> being good because uh-huh. there is some good uh-huh. stuff to look forward to on this. And I know what you're thinking. Well, he's talked about Sunderland in the FA Cup. What about Chesterfield in the FA Cup? What about Chesterfield? And I will say for that, we would be in the fourth round of the FA Cup uh, if it hadn't been for the dodgiest referee I've ever seen yeah. in our initial... The third round replay doesn't count. This banked as like five now. Yes. But in the initial third round game against West Bromwich Albion to the referee, I'd just like to say this. Does he have no conscience? Does he have no heart? 
but you have no soul, you son of a bitch. Because their striker elbowed one of our defenders who had to leave the pitch to get treatment. Their striker received no punishment for that and then scored the equaliser in the 91st minute. But I don't, I'm fine. You're fine. Um, Sidrick, thank you for letting me sit in with you <laughs> on this rampage. I know normally this would be your thing with Wilborn, so I'm grateful that you've let me... Like, rare we do a three, Sidge. Yeah, um, forgot to mention him, sorry. I say he's practicing scribbling with his pen. Um, yeah, rare that you let us sit in as a three. Do you want to talk us through how your... Uh, Saudi Arabian-backed, uh, hundreds of millions of billions of blood money-backed football team did against League One Sheffield Wednesday in the third round. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the whole podcast? Am I going to have to do Rampage? I was looking for a bit of Dadley's, a bit of Dadley's bouncing back and forth for Rampage, and now it's just me and you. Can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I'm going again. Someone's going to tell other dad. Yeah. I wonder if anyone snitch tagging. <laughs> um... No, Sigi's absolutely fine, by the way, if anyone's worried. They're going to win a fucking cup and I'm going to have to eat shit. Well, yeah. Right, in a few weeks, I, I've got... The there's, there's, there's cup. trouble there. I'd go. If like, I, I, if it was Mountain Dew Cup, it'd be so much better. When it comes to that cup, I can, and I have. Like, <laughs> I'll go to Wembley if something are up in a frigging envelope. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone concerned about Sigi's whereabouts, he's got to stay home today for boring life admin reasons. Yes. Aye, nothing serious. He'll be back on... Get a washing machine. Yeah, nothing serious. And uh, I can say with some relief, he will be back on Monday to review the show. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, but let's talk about this show, um, because they've actually tried this week. Well, because last week sucked ass. I uh, have been yeah. reliably informed by both of you um, to go and check out X, Y, and Z off Rampage, because it has felt a little bit like the train's been back on the tracks in 2023. They, 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 they were on such a roll. Yeah. Like Battle of the Belts. Yeah, was that great. Battle of the Belts double header yeah. rampage week was class. And then last I, week they just went out. Oh, I can't be bothered. I watched the whole thing, <laughs> and I don't know why, because it was bad, 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 bad. Um, so I'd like to see that trend booked after just a week. Yes, I think it will be as well. Because I mean, let's start with Hangman Page versus Wheeler Yuta. Sometimes they hoy matches on Rampage, and it's Hangman Page in action or whoever mm. it may be, and you go, cool, five minute. You know, versus or less than that against the jobber, uh, and maybe one big match, maybe Derby defending the TNT title or whatever, or whatever it may be. Yeah. No, this is 100% dynamite worthy. Um, it's a development, obviously. You've got the Moxley match against Hangman again next week, mm-hmm. and Wheeler Yuta is going to get his, <laughs> as Hangman Page alluded to, probably get his head caved in here. Yes. Um, I really, really liked the, uh, the Hangman Page. Uh, Rene Paquette segment this week, unfortunately, until Wheelie Uter arrived, which I know doesn't sound like I'm putting over <laughs> the perspective quality of this match, but I'll, what I got from that segment before they did the kind of stereotypical interruption to set up the match bit was that Paige is now very aware of how much he maybe gave away about himself in that rather friendly chat they had the prior week. Yes. So he was kind of going back to being a bit of a Billy Big Bollocks this week. Like, Saz John, going to knock your head off. Everything's fine, actually. Yeah. And he's starting to bury those emotions again. And what happens when Hangman Page does that thing start to spiral? We've been here before. So I think we're going to get the physical version of that here. I think he's going to be his app. Like, there's going to be a lot of jock energy from Hangman Page. I don't mean Scottish. <laughs> I mean, like, like sort of high school. He's going to, if he could, if there was a locker there, he would try and stuff Wheelie Ute in it. Like, Wheelie Ute is the younger guy, the guy with sort of less miles on the clock in the context of AEW. I expect maybe two bookshot Larry to say one at the front of the head, one at the back of the head. Death Rider? Uh, ooh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was going to say, like, just uh, two bookshots and. <laughs> Two buckshots and a dead eye was going to be mine. But like, <laughs> I can say, imagine it's the Death Rider. 
Not not the what's the other version of what's it called? I was getting confused. Uh, it was, so he's got the death ride. I was going to say the dirty deeds there. Yeah, paradigm. I, shift. I don't mean that paradigm called. shift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because the death rider is like the worst yeah, version. Yeah, the isn't big it? like spiked version. Imagine if he hits the death rider and then stands up, does the wanker symbol, and then it's <laughs> the bookshop. <laughs> Hangman Page is like God pick the wanker. It's like he drinks the beers like Austin. He flips it. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> So, Tony, can we do wanker? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're great on TNT, calling everybody wankers. It's only a problem on ITV, they're our great partners in the UK. They don't mind on the zone. we got 42 countries. <laughs> it's going to be a great show. Nobody knows what a wanker is. Jacksonville Jaguars are out of the super goddamn ball. Jacksonville wankers. <laughs> Winnipeg wankers. We're running Winnipeg in a few weeks. We're going to run the Tuesday night, but we're scared of NXT. So we're going to run back on Wednesday again. It's going to be a great show. Those goddamn wankers on NXT. I mean, that's literally the case. I've watched that show. Everybody's got the cocks in their hands. Uh, talk about? This will be a great match. Yeah, headshots, lots of wins. You know what I'd quite like out of this? Um, this is obviously going to Moxley page on Wednesday. I would like um, uh, Claudio to accompany uh, really to the ring Ooh. here. Just to look at that. I want to look at Hangman Page and Claudio for a second. I want to be entertained with the, the possibility of that graphic drop down the line. Wouldn't mind that. I don't need to see any physicality between the two of them, but just that idea when, like, Willie Uter has kind of had, like, his head clean knocked off. And then, obviously, Claudio's there to show a bit of solidarity in, the, in a not very solid-looking BCC at Plus, the moment. I was going to say, that actually, yeah, does lend credence to the whole thing from Dynamite, where Ryan Danielson's getting his head caved in. Ten minutes before, we've seen Willie Uter hanging about backstage, and he's nowhere to be seen mm. when his stable mate's supposedly getting battered. And as Sid alluded to, that might be a storyline going forward. who on right now, yeah. Um, I'm very excited for a very simple in-action graphic because this one is Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I've written in my notes, he returns. He's been doing stuff on Dark and Dark Elevation and what have you, and by that I mean wrecking dudes. Yeah. But we've all we've done on the main shows is heard about the book of Hobbs. He's facing Tony Mudd. <laughs> <laughs> According to Andy Murray, which, to be honest... Not to be confused with Tony Khan after Tony Mowbray. <laughs> Mowbray balls all over those goddamn Fulham losers. It's one of those things where I never always... I never know with, with Andy, because he's a brilliant... He won't like me actually calling him this, but a brilliant wrestling journalist. Oof. He would not like you calling that. He's, he's a... What, he, whatever you want to him. Yeah. yeah, he's a brilliant, a brilliant wrestling reporter. Hell of a news guy. Yeah, exactly. And he's far more professional than I am. He sits next to me when we do the news and does all the important stuff. And I go, let me know when you need a kazoo. I sit opposite him in our office. And every now and then, uh, what's the most delicate way I can say this? Me and you uh, get two layers into a riff. Yeah. And I can just like, because of like our proximity, mine and Murray's to one another. Like, I'm looking at you, so my back is ever slightly arched and turned to him, but I can feel him reaching for some headphones. <laughs> like, oh, God, they're talking about frigging Tony D'Angelo again. Yeah. I'll give, I'll, I'll give, it's, like, it's like me with my boys. It's like, I'll give him five. Like, yeah. I will, like this has to stop, but I'll give him five. Just let him, yeah, let him burn himself yeah, out. Yeah, they'll tie themselves out in a minute. So, I don't know whether it's just shoot genuine good reporting, mm. but also Tony Mudd is a name that Andy Murray would make up when he's on one of his... Wackier days, let's say. He would say, like, for example, um, uh, when Aberdeen lost to Darville yeah. earlier this week, he would say, oh, well, we, like, we, uh, for some reason, we uh, we started with uh, three at the back, and our only centre-half was Tony Mudd. 
<laughs> and you just assume that to be an actual uh, Scottish Premier League player. Uh, I was just looking for him then, and I bloody spoiled the result of this match. Oh, no. Yeah, wait a minute. I, well, I was going to say mud in six minutes, <laughs> and now I can see in your eyes that that's just not going to be how this plays out. Uh, yeah, I saw the um, match on it. It was a dark, a dark elevation, but it was Powerhouse Hobbs' return. He's got the literal book. I don't love that. No, didn't need that. But did I did it? love. I did love the squash. And what is key, and me and Sidgwick um, talked about this at length on a Dynamite review shortly before Christmas. We really, really wanted this to culminate in. Hobbs returning as a baby face. Mm-hmm. This followed the sort of cliches of like, I've done the things I've done in my life because what life has done to me. But AW can be way more progressive. And it can be like, life has done these things to me. So I'm going to do stuff to people, but I'm going to do things the right way. Yes. Like I'm going to kick ass, but I'm an ass kicker because of what life's done. I'm not going to be somebody that like just uh, like blames what has happened to me in life, or like makes it as an excuse for heel antics. People, it's the contrast to Lacey Evans. Be the anti-Lacey Evans story. Yes. Don't bring this character out as a heel just because they've had struggles. Because it does kind of like say like, had some struggles, that means you're going to be an asshole. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, it's, it's always okay to be okay after yeah. something terrible has occurred. So I'd quite like him to just, like, I, do you know what I want from Tony Mudd? Go on. Despite the fact he's called Tony Mudd and he has to be just pulverized into oblivion, I want him to be one of them absolute loser-looking jobbers who thinks he's class. Mm. So, like, just go at the entrance, right? And he's, like, got, like, you see the little graphic, Tony Mudd, like, in the ring, Tony Mudd. And he's got, uh, like, glasses on and board shorts. It's like, hey, chicks, I'm Tony Mudd. After I've done away with whoever asshole's coming out this tunnel, I'm coming for you, ladies. <laughs> and then he looks, it's like, power sobs. Oh, God. I made a huge mistake. Like attempts to spine buster him. Yeah, I just sort of like just quickly says like like you're not ready for this and like swings a right cross at him or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not going to be a good day to be Tony Mudd, but I'm very excited to see. Well, I can't believe we don't brain spoilers for this for this. Oh no, I didn't want to know how that. Trying went. to legitimize Tony Mudd, but that's what <laughs> that's what Cage Match is telling me. Our households versus Tony Mudd. Tony Mudd. How long, um, just out of interest, have you got Tony Mudd's cage match right there? I, I did, but I closed it because uh, it was only a link. I don't, well, I don't know if he's got a cage match. I was going to ask how many pages it was. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a link to the whole spoilers forum page, so okay. I quickly closed it, but I, I did see who emerged victorious. Two questions. Number one, have you got uh, the buttons from last week's WrestleCulture still set up? Possibly. Depends which one. If so, number two. Can you reveal the best friends and Dan Housen's opponents through the press of a button rather than the naming of names? Just for me, it's a bit of a treat that I'm on the road. Oh, page. yeah. Where's that? Let's talk about that. I forgot. I've not even included that in my notes. Why wasn't that anywhere that I looked? The biggest and best match of Rampage. It's, Murray hasn't made this up to work me, has he? Let me... Right, we'll do some live production here. Like, you go Googling, I'll go I Googling. Looking, I was looking for a Rampage preview, and then I looked it's, on the it's Observer dicey because you don't want to find spoilers, do you? But... Um, Somebody on Twitter said something to the effect of thinking you're like Rampage Hamlet, and then there's a certain uh, alarm tone that I think you know. Oh, the, unless it's one of those matches that hasn't been announced and it's going to be just sort of done on the fly. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Hang I'm on. Glad Can you remember these sorts of things. I've had a nightmare. Well, why don't you just while I look for if this is actually potentially on the cards. On the card, literally, actually. <laughs> Why don't you list who we think are going to be in action? It's on the card. It is. Okay, good. It is on the card. Um, 
It's uh, six man, and it's on the card. So uh, why don't you list the baby faces and then find another way to illustrate the heels? Oh, now I've got to try and remember. Oh, no, I've got it on my notes, yeah. It's almost funnier if you uh, get the number wrong, because imagine, like, saying, tonight, best friends versus Lana. (laughs) 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 It's number 12, okay. Uh, It is best friends and Danhausen versus, please don't copyright strike this, Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew I had a case of the Brie Woos. I knew it. Holy God damn. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh, Don't Get It Twisted, versus Best Friends and Danhausen, the three of them, the gang, the whole lot. I can only assume that Cole Carter will be patrolling oh, yeah. the outside. I don't even know if he's all with me. <laughs> I think he's like... I think he'd be less dead if you literally threw him off a bridge on another wrestling show <laughs> right now. Um, I can't wait for this. This angle has ruled, and I'm the only one in the wrestling community that isn't surprised. Because <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, in terms of his storylines and matches in AEW, just goes from banger to banger to banger to banger. Like, that ticket taker crack with Dan Housen <laughs> was unbelievable. Uh, is... Danhausen going to get a guitar to the head? Please. I, I really like Danhausen. That's not nothing against him. No. Danhausen, right, is like Satnam Singh, no sold a Darby Allen dive. What's he going to do when Danhausen curses him? <laughs> like that sort of, that like just pie faces him, like clean out the ring. Yeah. I, just, I cannot wait. A best friends. Uh, Still rubbish, yes. Our best friend's still teasing descent with Orange Cassidy. Is Trent made up so with him? It's not his, right there. It's not yeah. quite right, is it? So they, this kind of like stands, like this, you expect the heels to win here because mm. you can play with that, can't you? Like Danhausen's over like crazy. He's going to get an enormous reaction. Um, but Satnam Singh is Satnam Singh. Yeah. Uh, and the heels in this story so far have been like undone by these rules, haven't they? They've not been allowed to put their hands on the whole deal. So this feels like... Right for the week where Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh get the win. Yeah. I think, like, their best friends, all is not well. No. Dan Housen can do the comedy. The one in a billion is there for the big win, so you get him over as well. And it gives the heels a bit more skin in the game again. It's like, yeah, we put them guys out to pasture last week, and now we're going to move on and do this, and then eventually the baby faces yeah. come together to get the revenge or whatever. And Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh have proved themselves an incredible act in yes. this environment. This is going to be tremendous fun. I forgot about this. I'm so excited now. There you go. Who knew, except me, that Jeff Jarrett would make a show more fun than it was before? <laughs> Who knew, except me? That's day one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We also have a title eliminator, uh, Jamie Hayter. So mm. not quite defining her title, but if she loses this, then she would have to defend yeah. her title. Against Freddie Mercury, of all people. Oh, God. Emmy Sacker, of course. I cannot wait for this. How like, hey? Is she still still doing the Mercury gimmick? I've not seen Sakura's matches for ages. I don't know. Truth be told, I do not know. Like that's uh, bad analyst work on my behalf. There. All I know is that what she is still doing is kicking ass, yeah. and uh, I cannot wait for this. It feels like the most, uh, let's be honest, like high profile moment. We can't really call it a high profile story because she's not going to win. I don't think. No. Like I know that. I know that. Like every now and then. The reason the contenders match format exists is for a champion to lose, but you have to be very careful with when you make that decision. Agreed. It's yeah. about it's about the who and the when, what, like in how you play with that. And this isn't the who or the when, truthfully. But I cannot wait to see it. Like I just expect this to be super hard hitting. I do wonder if Emmy Sakura will. Um, I keep wanting to do it like Solo Sakura. <laughs> Emmy Sakura. I do wonder if she will play situational heel because of just how popular Jamie Hater is sure to be with that crowd. So that might be interesting. Uh, but Hater is, what I love about her at the moment is because everybody is just so into the baby face she will eventually become. Mm -hmm. I've been personally quite enjoying her. Like, she cannot be anything but beloved. Yes. So she's in that rarefied air. I would compare this to uh, 1997 Steve Austin or, more appropriately, 2020 and 2021, Britt Baker. Yes. Nothing they do that is ostensibly villainous diffuses the cheers. <laughs> Austin in 97, like when I was realizing that my head was being turned from Bret Hart, like, I, I think friendship ended with Bret Hart. I think Steve Austin is my best mm. friend. As the booking was dictating me yeah, to do, yeah, really yeah, yeah. so, I was kind of like grappling with this. And then Austin would cut a promo, like uh, Vince would be in the ring with him and he'd be like, uh, these fans certainly seem to like that idea against our foundation. I don't give a damn what the fans think. All I want a piece of Bret Hart's ass. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care about me. Oh my God. Like, it's that like, makes me want him more. Yeah, right. Britt Baker, like negotiated that fantastically well, especially like when the fans were trickling back into dailies because she could be this amazing heel, but all of us were going, this is brilliant. She's stealing these dynamites. Yeah. And now, have you seen like Jamie Hitt like come out in the most ostentatious fur coat and like do an Uncle Howdy dance with it? <laughs> Jamie And just like, you're even cooler than you were yesterday. I love you. Yeah. So I kind of think that she might not cheat, but she might have no problem kind of getting in the Tony mud with Emi Sakura and just get cheers for it all the same. Yeah. I think this is going to be loads of fun. Really, really good stuff. Like a memorable, for a contenders match especially, a memorable outing. The kind of thing where like you're reflecting on the Jamie Hayter reign, you're reflecting on what was really good about this period for the women's division, whatever. And you'd be like, I hate Sakura was good crack, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, one of, like when like um, 
When like the run when like Dave and Sheeda were just knocking out of each other yeah. on the dynamite matches, these things that just like stick out to you. It's I, I, this match has got that for me. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I agree. I think Jamie Hayter just wins this because you don't want to muddy the waters with the whole no. outsiders, whatever you want to describe that whole Tony yeah, Storm, I, Soraya. What's Britt Baker? Mm-hmm. It, people do remember Hikaru Sheeda was involved in this, right? Well, at the moment now they've got two who side is she on? Because mm. Britt and Hikaru Sheeda. Uh, well, I guess Britt is. Theoretically, yes. shown her allegiances, which means that Jamie Hater has two, even though she very specifically was out of AEW, getting seasoned in Japan before coming back. Well, yeah, yeah. I was, before we wrap up here, I did. I wanted to ask you some questions uh, about AEW uh, and answer some questions that some people I've seen have been, have been asking about it mm-hmm. as well. Um, first one about being about where on earth is Kenny Omega because he's won the Drift Championships and disappeared. To clarify that, a new story out today uh, mm. answering that question. Visa issues. Uh, that's what prevented him uh, being on this week's show. And obviously, probably, presumably being on yeah. that page, obviously, in Lexington, Kentucky. Shout out to the guys at Fightful Select reporting this. He's battling visa issues. Uh, it almost prevented him doing the Escalera de la Muerta match on uh, the 11th of January. Which I remember the, the young books said this has been like one of the work that like we 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 can't wait till we can talk about this. So everybody immediately went. Same book's coming back, and it was like, <laughs> now it's come out as something far more administrative. Yes, he he in 2019 was a Canadian with Japanese citizenship. That's the mm-hmm. last we knew of it all. Um, so if you're wondering where Kenny Omega's been, this is the problem. Um, and hopefully they get this sorted soon enough because I know how much of a uh, of a fan of his you are. Love Kenny Omega. Love him. Um, two points I'd like to make on this. Number one, uh, billion-dollar owner, million-dollar company, visa issues. Some people call that a sloppy shop, not me. I uh, <laughs> I go high while they go low. Number two, Canadian citizen, Japanese citizenship. So working in New Japan is absolutely fine. I don't see any problem. <laughs> I think that means he gets to go where he's the star he should be rather than the wrestler he wants to be. <laughs> I, <laughs> did, I will say this. Huh? I saw a photo of him doing some Nerd! stuff promoting computer games or card games. I'm far too cool for that. Uh, by the way, I also do a Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> podcast called Dice With Death. You can go and subscribe <laughs> to that. Subscribe wherever you get your D&D pods. Um... <laughs> His drip looked incredible. You might have seen the photo. Have you seen this, by the way? No. Oh, well, let me find this. I want to get your live reaction to Kenny. O- I'm going to search Twitter, see how this comes comes out with a Kenny Omega drip. All flippancy aside, I hope he gets it sorted because I miss him. Like every like kind of has felt it. I think the last few weeks, just it's he's a massive star, and you still don't yet feel like you've had the full comeback. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, shout out to Drainmaker on Twitter. Oh, good follow, Drainmaker. Yeah. Thoughts on this, Kenny Omega? Oh, my God. Yes, like Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G Omega. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I'm into that. I'm very, very, very into that. Love that. So, yeah, that if you're wondering where Kenny Omega's been, that's the... Uh, he is. Kenny Omega is the biggest star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, Kenny Omega is the biggest star everywhere but All Elite in wrestling. <laughs> It's top guy. Yeah. Uh, And finally, um, I thought I'd get this one. You were on your own. 
Big discussion this week uh, about Brian Cage. I think his contract's coming up very soon. I think mm. they've vastly improved how they've utilised Brian Cage towards the end of this cra- contract compared to the, towards the end of last contract, let's just say. Uh-huh. Um, but, of course, also this weekend is the Royal Rumble where one of the strong favourites is Cody Rhodes, of formerly of this parish, of course. Yeah. Do you think we could see more stars jumping to WWE? It's one of those questions that's always always been around yeah. from the moment AEW started taking people who were in WWE or were last seen on, on telly in WWE. There's not been many going the opposite way, but is 2023 the year that maybe more of that sort of thing happens? I know people have obviously made noises about it in the past. but Yeah. Uh, on a general level, yeah, it should be. Cody was bigger than... Any we could have forecast that might have gone the other way. Bigger than any. Yeah, maybe maybe apart I, from Kenny and the Young Bucks, bigger than any. No offence to him, but I thought the first we might see would be someone akin to, and again, love the guy, nothing against him, mm. a Joey Janela. Well, yeah, somebody on the like mid or undercard yes. has had a go, as like for the first time, like had WWE on the phone because they would have thought, well, we need to take somebody from them or we're actually watching because we know that happens. Yeah. We know that like somebody appears uncontracted, like <laughs> Ben Carter yeah, being a great example. I don't know what happened to him in the end, but like I, I quite like that <laughs> guy on NXT. Yeah, so this solid uh, replacement. This goes on, right? So like it's all, and great because like wrestling's got more platforms now. So that's how you get seen and all that. Like William Regal's gone from scouting and receder to scouting on TBS on Wednesday night, the great shows. Like, so that's all that's happened. Like, he looked great in that backstage photo from Raw Triple X. That was some sort of like mafia shot, that wasn't it? And I, oh my God. I love that, like, um, like if that was the Sopranos and Tony was like in, in that cafe, Tony was off that night. It's like Silvio remains just like Bruce Pritchard does. <laughs> yeah. In the middle chair. It's two enormous, no John Laurinaitis, no Vince McMahon. He's still there. Yeah, like, that's that's quite something, isn't it? I love you. Yeah, like, I, like, he's like a top ten podcaster sometimes when we check the charts. <laughs> uh, the yeah, the situation with Cody changed obviously every other conversation going forward, and it's a good conversation to have. Go and get the money, go and um, make promoters fight over you. It's, it's the coolest deal for the wrestlers. How do I say this without getting all of us in trouble? I don't know at the moment. Either side's policy upholding. Mm, I think that's a fair, fair point to make. I don't know the rules on either side. I don't know what rules Brian Cage may or may not break on either side. Mm. And also, I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> but also, is that a pro- like is that to, a problem? To like, be fair to then, anyone, because I'm not going to sit here and, and and shill for either company. You can like both guys. Um, <laughs> Right now, it's maybe less appealing to jump to WWE than it was, let's say, in November. Yeah. Because it's a very... Things I mean, are exactly the same as they were in November in terms of creative and booking and what have you. For now, but it's a lot more likely that you could jump onto this, let's say, ship, and it could sink immediately because of a change of captain. That was a horrible... You got there, though. I like yeah. that. I will say... in. It, it, to relate to your point exactly, and the person we're talking about, if you stop and think about it, you can make quite strong arguments for Brian Cage being kind of a perfect uh, Triple H, Vince McMahon, yeah. platonic ideal. Yeah, can't you? yeah. He's got like a certain uh, NXT black and gold quality about him, Brian Cage. But look at him. 
Yes. So those are the two, like, yeah. those are the yin and the yang of Vince and Triple H. There is something to Brian Cage specifically being this, like, father and son-in-law sweet spot. So maybe, maybe there is something to it. You know, like, Cody, it, Cody is this massive star, this get. He was a scalp against AEW as much as he was a re-signing for WWE. Mm-hmm. But instantly, from the second he came back, we could see that he was doing things that were going to make him a WWE superstar all over again. Yeah. Anyone can do that because <laughs> Cody has. Yeah, that's that's the point of why that was as great as it was. Because now it's the only comparison I could give you at the time, and I remember I used to knock up the Photoshop graphic was Steve Austin is all elite. Yeah, I was like, well, if he goes that way, then every legacy player is up for grabs in WWE, and one of the EVPs has just done it. Only Ken in the Young Bucks would have been bigger in that respect. Yeah, and maybe Cody was bigger because. He'd already been there the first time and felt like he had to leave. Maybe there was more to that. I think it's going to be one of the most fascinating things this year, that. Yeah, it's almost a shame that we haven't got more people in that contract season airspace around Rumble time mm. because that would have made for some quite unique fantasy booking if like, there were genuinely names on the table. Like, Hang on, there's been six months or so on Dynamite, and it's all gone very quiet there. Like the, Miro being an example, yes. like, we know he's in. We know he's locked in and things are just weird right now, so that's not on the table. But imagine if he wasn't. It was like, we don't know if he's going to re-sign. Like the Rumble speculation would be incredible oh. for this sort of thing. Speaking of the Rumble, by the way, make sure you join myself and Phil Chambers for our Royal Rumble live stream tomorrow night on our YouTube channel uh, with prizes as well to be given away. Um, like midnight UK time. I have no idea what time that is in America, <laughs> but we'll be there for the, the kickoff show or at least one hour of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, join us uh, for that one and enjoy Rampage uh, unless your name's Tony Mudd. <laughs> Sorry, Tony mate. Mud. It goes the order, by the way, is Mud, Bone, Khan, Mowbray. <laughs> That's the tier. Got it. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy Rampage tonight. Um, let us know your thoughts ahead of it on Twitter and the stuff we've discussed uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch well, there. Can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, you can check out myself and Hamflet previewing SmackDown right now. Wrestle Culture is coming later on today. Me and Hamflet are doing an extended preview of the Royal Rumble, which will be out tomorrow. And on Monday, myself and Sage will be back to review AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.